The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The following segment is from the Off Day Debrief on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. We have to bring in Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride because the Chiefs won last night. Uh, Look, I know that the Patriots didn't have Cam and there's excuses, but I think that Kansas City has ascended to that Patriots level of excellence where you have to play perfectly if you're going to beat them. And we saw two instances of Brian Hoyer just completely letting the game situation get away from him, and he cost the Patriots multiple points. I think Kansas City is there, Pete, where if you're not perfect, you're not winning. Yeah, Kansas City had this thing for a long time before Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. It was the Alex Smith era, and they were – facing something similar to this in Peyton Manning and the Broncos, who just would dominate them every time. And the Chiefs were good, but they just weren't as good as the Broncos. So I think you nailed it on the head. You got to play perfectly to beat them. It stinks in the sense that I look at this game and you wonder what would have happened if Cam Newton was a quarterback. The New England Patriots were significantly, I think, strapped when it came to quarterback play in this game. And it showed toward the end of the third quarter when it was only 6-3 Chiefs. And then Taco Charlton came around the edge and sort of set the momentum back in the Chiefs' favor. But you're right. The Patriots made some mistakes. The Chiefs were bailed out by what was a, a clear wrong call by the referees to blow a play dead. And and uh, Patrick Mahomes was ruled that we were sacked. That could have been a six-point play early in the game. But a couple things went the Chiefs' way. And, and you're right. They're too good of a team right now i think as a whole to make any mistakes uh and win and that's tough when you're dealing with brian hoyer and then having him bench for jared stidham yeah it's funny because you know the the chiefs uh they get this win patrick mahomes he finishes the game with uh 113.6 pass rating two touchdowns zero interceptions but it's like he didn't even play that well i mean or at least as well as the numbers showed uh, could have had three turnovers, had like two drop picks in there. He had that fumble that you talked about, Pete. So uh, kind of interesting that, you know, he doesn't even turn in his best night. And the Chiefs win kind of easily anyway. Obviously, a big reason for that was uh, the defense coming up with four takeaways. What's your confidence level in this Chiefs defense? 
It's it's got to be pretty good right now. I I think they did struggle in the first two weeks of the season when it came to tackling. And Tyron Matthew went on this whole rampage, especially in the media, about how he was ticked off and how he was on this defense that they needed to play better. And they've been a little bit hurt. They had a suspension with their best quarterback from last year, Bashad Breland, who they will get now back for week five against the Las Vegas Raiders. But you feel good about the young guys back there. Juan Thornhill, uh, the safety next to Tyron Matthew, he seems to finally be fully recovered or close to it from his injury, and I think that helps. And the Chiefs are, are managing to get pressure up front, and I thought that was interesting to see last night, especially without Chris Jones, who couldn't go. It was a game-time decision on a groin injury. They were still able to get that pressure up front, and it's leading to better secondary play. As you know, it helps when the front seven is good to help the secondary, and the secondary is covering guys to give uh, the guys in the front seven more time, and it really seems like that's clicking on all cylinders. And if the defense wasn't playing as well as it is, I don't know how this game goes. And and, and I just, like I said, I just go back to that point with with Cam Newton. Who knows if the Patriots win this football game if Cam didn't get COVID and was able to play? I think that's reality. And I think that's fair. I mean, look, there have only been three times with Patrick Mahomes that the Chiefs have not scored a touchdown in the first half. And all three of those times have been against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Right. Like this, go, you know, this is fairly obvious, but that guy Belichick knows what he's doing. Um, so I think, yeah, the game clearly could have been different. But I mean, when your head hits the pillow, you have to be so reassured that even if somehow a team slows down Patrick Mahomes and a, a little bit, and even if the offense isn't rolling, and even if the defense isn't playing, you know, lights out, you have guys in Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes whose physical gifts are so good, they can overcome all of that and and usually do. I think the reality with Mahomes right now, and you could tell after the game, he was as, as sour as I have seen him in quite a bit. And I think it has to do with that mentality of that being that gamer and wanting to be the be great. And you, you see other quarterbacks in the league right now. Russell Wilson's playing better. Aaron Rodgers is playing better. Josh Allen is playing better. Not to say that Mahomes is playing bad necessarily, but he considers himself and is very prideful about being within those quarterbacks with being in, in that elite conversation. And so he he didn't play well. He could have had two interceptions in this game. We talked about the Patriots not making mistakes. If they, they pick those balls off, if it is actually ruled a fumble and they run it back, like who knows how this thing goes, but they kept plugging away like we saw in those three playoff comebacks last year. You saw some play designed by Andy Reid to get Tyreek Hill open in space. The McCole Hardman end around shovel pass type deal really caught the Patriots off guard. That got the game to 19 to 10, and they went off from there. The stat that was going around Kansas City last night that I, I thought was very, very interesting is this was the fourth season in a row. The Chiefs have gone 4-0. That has never happened in the history of the NFL. So that even dates previous uh, from Patrick Mahomes. And that is Andy Reid. And, and the combination of Mahomes – and the way this team is built with the skill position players and having head coach Andy Reid uh, and BLG, I know that he, he got new life from from you, probably covered him for a long time. Like it, it does seem a little unfair sometimes, but the Chiefs still need to play well or eventually it's going to catch up to them. 
Yeah, I also think Brett Veach is kind of underrated in like a national conversation. You know, when we think about the Chiefs, it's always Mahomes, Mahomes, or, you know, you throw Andy Reid in there too. But I think, you know, having that top personnel guy has made a big difference for them. And that was obviously a big pitfall for Andy in Philly is that he got too involved in personnel and then going to KC, just getting away from that kind of allowed him to just focus on the coaching and, uh, and give him, an, uh, you know, new life, uh, a breath of fresh air, uh, so to speak. Um, so I definitely think that's been key as well. Pete, I know it's inconceivable for you to think the Chiefs could ever lose a game, uh, but they only rank ninth in DVOA, the all-important DVOA. And, you know, we're kind of talked about how this Patriots game could have gone the other way. I guess, what are the pitfalls for this team? Because Stats and I, you know, we recorded right after the Monday Night Football game last week against the Ravens. And I think we were both like, the Chiefs are like a dynasty here. It's like, they look invulnerable. They look invincible. How do you beat them? <laughs> uh, what, are, what are the pitfalls, potentially, for this team? It, it seems like there is some film out there right now as to what to do and what not to do against the Chiefs. Ravens learned last week you can't really blitz them. And so you need three or four rushers that are good enough to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes while having pretty good coverage. And I, I think Bill Belichick saw the film from both the Chargers game and the Ravens game and implemented that last night. Of course, we haven't been able to see any of the All-22 yet, but so I would like to know exactly what he was taking away. But it seemed like they were taking away Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey with doubling and, and bracketing, making sure that Andy Reid couldn't necessarily get to the Patriots with the, the screen game play and then also rushing three or four, four all night and getting coverage that way. And so, and, and of course, and of course playing the safeties back a little bit. So Mahomes can't go over the top. So there is some kind of film out there um, to stop this offense and you need to curb it enough. And I think you also need to go in and saying, okay, if we can slow down the chiefs offense, usually, and, and last night it is different, but it usually will still be able to score about 28 points. So not only do you have to figure out them defensively and hold them to 28, then you need you need your offense to be clicking on all cylinders and somehow put up about 31 points against the Chiefs. I think that's the recipe. So it is a really potent offense that can exploit some of these younger players on the Chiefs defense. That gets tougher with Bashad Breeland coming back. And then following now the Bill Belichick and Chargers game plan that's out there and not doing what Wink Martindale and the Ravens did. Like You bring extra pressure. Mahomes seems so good right now that he is going to dink and dunk you and find the open man right away, get rid of the ball in less than three seconds. But if you're able to maintain pressure without a blitz, cover well, and your offense can keep you in it, looking at the Buffalo Bills, that kind of stands out to me a little bit. That should be a really interesting game, not to overlook the Las Vegas Raiders, but that seems like a recipe to make me say, uh, you know what? I, I think the Chiefs might be able to lose this game. Make sure you don't miss our next conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.